When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live. Welcome to the process. It is Tuesday, January 2nd, first process show of 2024. Welcome, everybody. Hit that like button. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. We're back. Here to break down... Six-game slate, not the most fun slate from a timing perspective. One 7 o'clock game, three 8 o'clock games, and then two 10 o'clock starts, one of which is the Hornets likely without Terry Rozier once again. That won't be the most fun thing we'll do, but what are you going to do? We got basketball today. Three games with 10-point lines. Four and a half of the five games in the 230s. 
Brooklyn and the Pelicans, <clears throat> excuse me, are at 229 and a half. So dangerously close to the 230s. It's not going to be the most illustrious slate in the world, but it's Tuesday. We don't really have anything else going on in sports, so we might as well talk a little basketball. Hope everybody had a good day. Hope everybody had a good New Year's Day. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's slate. I did not. I did not. But we're here now. And uh, I say we just dive into it, really. I don't have a lot to... I don't really have a lot to say. No real preamble here. I, I say we just break down some basketball. What do you guys think? I'm going to assume the crew that I have in here right now is down to just talk some basketball. So we are going to do that right now. I got a sneaky suspicion my coffee is hotter than I want it to be. Uh, not at all. Not at all, Courtney. Not at all. Feeling good. Feeling good. I was in bed New Year's Eve at 9.30, something like that. Normal night's sleep. No process yesterday. Clean eating yesterday. Starting off, uh, starting off January. Feeling good. Feeling good. I'm just tired. Five o'clock in the morning comes early, man. I'm never at my peak for this show, that's for sure. It's it's too early. It's just way too early. I'm getting too old for this mess, man. There's not a lot of processes left in me. Not at not at this time. We're getting down to the end of the rope. Anyway, coffee's here. That is what we know we're doing. If you've got a coffee, that would be awesome. If you don't, if it's tea, water, beer. You're eating for breakfast. You got a joint for breakfast. Whatever it is that you do, I shall cheers you. Rise and grind, everybody. Let's get it done. Think. Oh, this is going to be too hot. Hmm. Not too hot. Just delicious. That's what I like to hear. All right. Um, no promos or anything. So this is going to be pretty easy. If you're watching or listening, sign up at Stochastic. Go to stochastic.com slash join. Whatever you want on the DFS side, projections, ownership, if you want Sims tool, lineup generator, whatever you want to do, weekly, monthly, we have a package that will fit you. But if you go to stochastic.com slash join, you can browse everything we have. Make sure you're getting the right thing that you need. It would take me the full show to outline different packages for different sports. So it's all right there if you're looking for it. Boom. It is time to talk some basketball. Chicago Bulls, 10.5 point underdogs in Philadelphia, 225 total. This is what we have for today. This one's fun because injury report is now open. Nikola Vucevic is out. Zach Levine is out. Joel Embiid is back, which means we are getting, at least as of right now, Andre Drummond versus Joel Embiid. Let's have some fun with it. Now, for the Bulls, I don't think we have to move this rotation around all that much. I also do need to uh, close another workbook. Give me one second. I didn't realize I didn't close that from last night. No need to slow down everything else I'm doing for no reason. All right, here we go. Minute stable, open, set to Chicago. 
I don't think we have a lot of changes here. They don't really have the opportunity to like move their rotation around all that much. So three straight games with no Vooch. I'm going 32 to Drummond. Terry Taylor playing a little bit more. We got 33 to Patrick Williams. I think that makes a lot of sense. 38 to Kobe White. I'm going to make that 37. That seems like that's coming down a bit. 38 to DeMar. That feels like it can hold. 29 for Desumu seems right. 28 for Caruso seems right. 16 for Javon Carter. Honestly, it's probably a little high. We do something like, ooh, something like that. Not a lot of changes here to make for Chicago. When you're running that same rotation for a while, it makes it very easy. Now, the Philly side is different. No D'Anthony Melton. So we actually have a move to make in this rotation. In the final, in the most recent game, we, uh, we did get Nick Batum back. He had missed the previous five. He played 19 minutes. This is where it starts to get tricky for how we want to project this rotation. But ultimately, the, what really matters here is the fact that Joel Embiid is back. So let's look at that most recent Philly rotation on the 30th. I just want to see who was playing, who was ahead of who. Bulls lost that game to the Bulls. Or sorry, uh, Sixers lost that game to the Bulls. So right from the jump, we know that we could pop Tyrese Maxey in for 37 minutes. And I feel pretty comfortable going 34 to Joel Embiid, which then lets us go 14 to Paul Reed. And we know that we're going to go 34, 35 to Tobias Harris, something like that. Now, Kelly Oubre, I assume, is going to be starting in place of DeAnthony Melton. I'm guessing we go back to Nick Batum. That seems like it makes a little bit of sense. We give Pat Bev the like 18 or so, 20 that he plays. And then we got to give minutes to Marcus Morris, who played 17 this most recent game. Did see normal-ish rotations. Feels like 16 or so is going to be the right play there. Uh, and then they played a little bit of everybody. We got one first half rotation out of Robert Covington. We got one second half rotation out of KJ Martin. Good luck figuring out which one of those guys is playing. I think we probably... We split most of that. 27 would be 14 and 13. I don't want to go to that much for both of them. That's where it starts to get a little tight. I'm going to go... I want, see, I wonder if Jaden Springer plays. It's been a while. Or even Corkmaz to a degree, I guess, would fit. Do they play Corkmaz? Yeah, I'm going to say they play... I'm going to give a brief rotation to Korkmaz and then split 
the Covington and Kenyon Martin minutes. We'll do something like that. Now, rates. I do have to uh, grab the correct rates for this team with Joel Embiid back. That is obviously an important factor. Uh, you'd be surprised to know that Joel Embiid playing basketball really affects the rest of the rates for everybody else. His current points prop is 34 and a half. Joel Embiid on the season, starting alongside Tyrese Maxey, because that's, I guess we'll say, and uh, and Harris. So we go Harris, Embiid, Maxey. When those three guys all start, Joel Embiid has a what usage rate? Probably like 37, if I'm guessing. 854 minutes across 25 games, 38.5% usage rate. That gets me up to 35 and a half. Definitely not going that high in the return game. So let's go to 37. Okay, that gets me to where I want to be. Now, Maxi points prop, 25 and a half. Certainly need to bring up his usage rate to right about there. Tobias Harris. Points prop 17, which I think is kind of interesting. Bump that up. And then finally, Kelly Oubre does not have a points prop. But in games where Harris and Bede and Maxi all start, Kelly Oubre has a 19.5% usage rate. So we can lock that in. Now, oddly enough, I do want to make changes to the assist rate. Joel Embiid has been much more involved from an assist perspective. Tyrese Maxey as well. Uh, Tobias Harris a little bit less so. So I think we're good here for the Philly rotation. Now we can look at the Chicago side in depth for DFS value. 8,300 for DeRozan. Fine. We got to remember, this is a pretty bad matchup overall. 225 total is the lowest total on today's slate. Uh, while the Bulls don't have a great defense, they're 14th. They're dead last in pace. Philly is a good defense. They're fourth, but they're also 27th in pace. So this is a slow slog of a game. Unless Embiid's got a weird price, we're probably hating everything on Philly too. If you're going to the Chicago side, it's DeRozan first. It's Kobe White second, and then it's some combination of Drummond and Patrick Williams. Drummond up to 8,200 on DK, 9,200 on FanDuel. There's just not a lot to like here for Chicago. There's going to be way better spots. The Philly side, okay, Embiid is 11K. He looks fantastic. Well, as fantastic as you could look in a matchup against the Bulls. If you're going to anybody on Philly, it is unequivocally Joel Embiid. I think Maxi is rosterable at 9k but not fun you're probably not playing anybody else from this team other than maybe random shares of batum and Ubre, and that batum piece is assuming batum starts game one down pretty easily i might add san antonio spurs up next in memphis they are 11 and a half point dogs 233 total. For San Antonio, Dominic Barlow questionable. 
Keldon Johnson, probable. Zach Collins still out. So nothing too wild here. We kind of know what they're doing. This is going to be the same rotation we saw last time out. If, but we get Keldon Johnson back. But with him playing off the bench recently, probably not going to have a big effect. Um, As we look at minutes, anybody I need to move in a big way. Champagne, still only played 18, which was interesting. We got still just relatively minimal minutes out of Victor Wembanyama. Uh, we got a little bit more out of Mamu than I was fully expecting. Blake Wesley's playing now. I mean, they played five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They played 13 dudes at least eight minutes. I'm guessing that was a blow. Yeah, they got that was when they got destroyed by uh, by the Celtics. So the Sissoko and Devontae Graham minutes don't really count. Were they really like are they really just planning to not close a game with Wemby? That's just weird. It's so weird. But yeah, I don't I don't really see any rotational changes that I want to make here. You know, Chetty played 16, Vassell plays standard minutes, Malachi Branham plays like 26 every game, Trey Jones plays like 24 every game. I don't really see an update here that I think matters. So we can look at Memphis. You never know who's going to be injured for Memphis. Uh, Adams out, Clark out, Gilliard out on the two-way, Laravia on assignment. I'm going to gut this whole rotation just because I think Memphis has been weird as of late. Their last game was on New Year's Eve. They play. They got destroyed by Sacramento. They did start Biombo. He obviously played way more than you would have expected until he didn't. Um, and then Tillman didn't play in the first half. That's coming off of a game where Tillman started the second half. So stupid. So we're going to go ahead and get Jaw in for 35. We're going to get Marcus Smart in for 35. 30. We get Desmond Bain in for 35. We get Triple J in for 32. We go back to Biombo. Now, Biombo played a lot of first half minutes there. Got two and then they just they never went back to him. He's been playing about 20 minutes a night lately. I'm going to say 22 for Biombo. I don't have a great feeling that they're going to be going back to Tillman. Like, why didn't he play until the second? I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know what they're doing with this dude. I don't know. 14 minutes to Tillman and then the rest to Jackson. First guy off the bench was Santi Aldama. I think we can continue to project him for like 18 to 20 minutes. We're going to throw backup point guard run onto Derek Rose. And then we got to get, what, Luke Kennard and Vince Williams? Kennard was back. Vince Williams was back. They're the last two guys. I have 41 minutes left over. So let's go 18 to Kennard. Hmm. They're actually running really weird minutes at the four. They kind of just had to go to, like, Bane at the four, basically. 
Where is that rotation? I guess they can do that when Marcus Smart's out there. Williams, Kennard, Aldama, Biombo. Okay, so I need a Biombo off time. Then Jackson's on. Yeah, so at some point in time, they had Jackson, Bain, Morant, Smart, Kennard. That's interesting. Because in that spot, you're probably like, like Marcus Smart is probably guarding the four. I don't, that doesn't matter at all for San Antonio, but just putting that out there. All right, let's get, I don't know, 16 minutes or whatever to Vince Williams. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to go. Yeah, we'll go 16. And then I'm just going to hide the final seven minutes on David Roddy. Rates don't have to change here either. This could be an amazing spot for Memphis, depending on pricing. For San Antonio, look, if you want to take a shot on anybody, the only guy that I'm really going to feel good about is Wemby. One day, he's just going to play more minutes than we expected. Uh, Vassell and Keldon Johnson, I guess. I just, I don't know why you would want to do this. Memphis defense is decent. I guess they played fast enough. There's just nothing here for San Antonio. If they're going to continue to play everybody like 26 minutes, that's not where the pricing is. Grizzlies are different. Grizzlies are different. Uh, honestly, I think I like Desmond Bain more than Morant, but it is John Morant. But Bain, Morant, and Jackson as a trio all look great here. 8,200 for Bain. Shooting guard, small forward. 9,700 for Ja, point guard only. And then 7,200 for Triple J, power forward center. I like all three of these guys. If I'm ranking them in terms of guys that I think I would get the most, I think it's Bain, Jackson, Morant. But please don't take that like Morant's not great. I think you can easily get to Marcus Smart at 5,800. I think you have to pay attention to a $3,800 Bismack Biombo. That is like a real tricky spot and price tag for him. He's been so bad though. 0.67 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. I got to take a peek at these props. I want to know if I have these guys like wildly over projected. Morant's points prop is 27 and a half. I got 28. Bain is at 23 and a half. I have 26. And then Jaron Jackson is 19 and a half juice to the over. I have 20.9. So looks like I need to walk Desmond Bain back a little bit. So let me grab the Memphis rates. I know we don't have a giant sample here, but Jaron Jackson, John Morant, Desmond Bain, all starting. What's that? Five games? Six games? Six games. In those six games, 220 minutes for Bain. 27% usage rate, which is really interesting because that is where I have it. And I can't move his minutes. So why am I so much higher on Bain than I would have expected? I don't know how to project that any differently. I'll I'll dial it back a little bit, but I'm going to be higher on Desmond Bain than most. But even still, Bain, Jackson, Morant, get him. Smart and Biombo, don't sleep on them. And then Santi Aldama, since it's a six-game slate, 
probably gets a little bit of love because of the power forward eligibility in 4,200, but pump the brakes a little bit. Brooklyn Nets, six and a half point underdogs in New Orleans, 229 total. What do we know for Brooklyn today? They have a probable tag on Dorian Finney-Smith. Everybody else that's normally out is out. Q tag on Trey Murphy and Cody Zeller available for the Pels. So really not a lot of changes here to make for Brooklyn either. Now, Brooklyn has made changes to their rotation in that Cam Thomas is now coming off the bench and Dorian Finney-Smith is starting. Claxton minutes were up last time out, played 36 and a half. I think I'm going to bump him up to 30, take De'Ron Sharp down to 16. Uh, DSJ, probably lose a minute. Cam Johnson can gain a minute. And I think that'll do it for Brooklyn. I like 29 for Dorian Finney-Smith. Played 33 in that first start, only 24 that last time out. That's just, we just got bigger minutes for some of these other guys. I'm okay with what I have here. And I'm guessing the Pelicans aren't going to move around all that much either. Uh, did they actually sit Dyson Daniels last time? More or less. Uh, Nance and Joval split the minutes again. So that's starting to become a thing. 23 minutes for Joval and 25 for Joval in the two games that Larry Nance has been back. I don't want to... Is 20 work for me for Nance? I mean, if they're not going to play Zion at the four, then it's 26-22, and I feel good about it. We do need to bring down Dyson Daniels minutes so we can bump up Jose Alvarado. We need to, you know, Zion for 32, BI for 35, DJ McCollum for 34. I kind of want to go to 36 on BI. He has been playing it as of late. So let's bump him up to 36. Najee Marshall played 21. He's playing like 16 a game. I'm going to bump him up as well. And I think now we can kind of just let this move. 229 total. I'm not, I'm assuming we don't love this. I don't see a lot of spots where we're going to go crazy today. Okay. $6,800 Nick Claxton. I certainly like on a slate like today, uh, especially if he has, if he can step into a couple extra minutes. Uh, Bridges would be my second guy from Brooklyn. Maybe a little Cam Johnson, but they don't look great. And look, this is just like a mediocre game. It's a lot like Chicago Philly without the good, talented Philly team. Like it's Brooklyn's 21st in defense, 22nd in pace. Pelicans are 11th in defense, 15th in pace. It's just like a lot of meh. On the Pelican side, look, B.I., I have the exact same value on Ingram, McCollum, and Zion. 5.1x their salary. $8,100 shooting guard, small forward Ingram. $7,100 point guard McCollum. $7,800 power forward Zion Williamson. You're not really going anywhere else here. You want to roll the dice on Nance? $4,200, maybe. Uh, there's 
probably better spots than that, but has been decent in those two games he's been back. Coffee hitting the spot. We're we're halfway done this slate already. It's only 656. Hit the like button if you haven't done it yet. This is just a really clean build today. Boston Celtics. Ooh. Yeah, this one's getting watched. Boston Celtics, three-point favorites in Oklahoma City. 239 total. So highest total on the slate and by far the best game. This is awesome. And everybody that could be available is available. That is even better for what we're looking for here today. So let's make sure that we've got these guys projected correctly and then we can move on. Uh, I've got 36 for Jason Tatum. That is absolutely 37 for today. I've got 33 for Derek White. That feels good. I've got 34 for Drew Holiday. That feels good. 34 for Jalen Brown. 25 for Al Horford. 31 for Kristaps Porzingis will become 32. 21 Pritchard. 22 Sam Hauser. That all seems fine. I don't really think I need to change anything else for this team. Man, I hope I hope they're rosterable. I really do. Oklahoma City side. The good news is Oklahoma City really only matters for about five dudes. We've got Shea in for 35. We've got Chet in for 31. Jalen Williams in for 31. Lou Dort in for 30. Josh Giddy in for 23. I am actually going to make that 25. We've been playing a little bit more lately. Uh, Isaiah Joe's minutes have been down a bit. Kenrich Williams plays about 16. Jalen Williams with a Y. Aaron Wiggins, Misich. We've got this rotation in as well. Kaysen Wallace playing 20 minutes a night. What do we like for this one? Because this is the game we should be watching. This is... The number one team in net rating in the Boston Celtics. Number one in offense. Number three in defense. Against the number three team in net rating. Yes. The Oklahoma City Thunder have the third best net rating on the year. Seventh in offense. Fifth in defense. This is an awesome matchup. As I look at Boston, you're absolutely going to Tatum first. 9,800 small forward, power forward. I think... You can go to Porzingis second at 8K. I would then say Drew, Jalen Brown, and then Derek White. But I like Tatum. I hope there's enough salary to get there. Uh, but Porzingis at 8K, having power forward center, that's some really nice flexibility. The Porzingis-Chet battle will be fun to watch too. For the Thunder, all right. $10,300 Shea looks better than Jason Tatum, but only point guard eligibility. It'll be interesting to see who shows up more. I actually do like Chet for $7,600. Um, 1.3 fantasy points per minute for Chet over the past 30 days. I have at least a little bit of interest in $5,600 Giddy if his minutes are ramping up a bit. He's also been playing pretty well. 1.23 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. I think Dort's all right as a value option at 4,600. Jalen Williams is probably my least favorite starter from the Thunder, but this game in general looks like one we can actually go to. 
even though both defenses are really good. Orlando, three and a half point dogs in Golden State, 231 total for Orlando. Fultz is questionable. No John Isaac, no Joe Ingles. Uh, I'm going to have to delete this rotation in its entirety. And I think we try to figure this one out. Last game Orlando played was a five-point loss to Phoenix. I'm guessing we get Fultz back for relatively limited point guard minutes. Probably going to be the end of Anthony Black in that case. We'll get Jalen Suggs in for about 28. Wendell Carter Jr. seems pretty well set to... Oh, yeah, they they have Goga now in the starting lineup. Totally forgot about that. Looks like Mo Wagner is going to be the odd man out. Oh, they played these guys alongside of each other. Finally. They played seven minutes of two big lineup. That's interesting to see. So let's go... Let's go 22 to Wendell Carter Jr. Let's go 22 to Goga Batadze. And let's go 12 to Mo Wagner. Now we can get 36 to Bancaro. 37 to Franz. We get Cole Anthony in for 21. Gary Harrison for 23. And then, I don't know. I'm just going to split it between Black and Houston. It won't matter. No real changes to be made here. Uh, I don't think the Fultz addition changes up the game all that much until we know. On the Golden State side, Warriors are, I don't know. We're pretty used to them at this point. Man, Draymond has been out now for... Nine games. Last Golden State game was the 30th. That was a 10-point loss to Dallas. Trace Jackson Davis started that game? Okay. Okay. Played 29 minutes. Let's get this rotation in and uh, projected correctly now. I like the Trace Jackson Davis starting stuff just for how bad Looney has been. Let's start it off by getting Chris Paul in for... 29, 30, 30, let's go 30, and then we can get Steph for 35, we'll pop Trace Jackson Davis, I mean, 28 feels correct, we saw Looney back him up in the first half, didn't get the second half rotation, that went to Sarich. Then Looney came back in. Then they gave the third quarter rotation to Looney. And then they played Sarich and Trace Jackson Davis alongside of each other. Looney played 11 minutes. I think 12 to 14 is probably what we're looking for. So that makes those other eight for Sarich. And then we'll probably take him up to like 16.
We'll get Clay, I don't know, 30? We get the bucket for 25, I guess. We get Wig for 26. We can get Pajemski for 29. 28, maybe? Go 28. Leaves me 10. Who's left? Gary Payton? Gary Payton it is. Easy. Easy stuff. What do we like here? This could be a weird one. Orlando? Look, if Franz is going to be playing 37 minutes a night, $7,500 small forward here against Golden State, a team that's not great defensively. I mean, Chris Paul is at best average. Curry is, you know, decent for the position. Clay is not the same guy. Kaminga is solid. Trace Jackson Davis shouldn't be expected to anchor a defense as a rookie. So I like this spot for Franz. I like it for Paolo Bancaro at 8,200 as well. But I prefer Franz to Bancaro. I just hate the lack of MPEs on this team. I don't think you could really go to the centers. I don't think you're going to Fultz or Suggs or Harris. It's really just Franz and Paolo, and that is it. And then on the Golden State end... Okay, we like a lot of Golden State. Now, to be fair, this is a terrible spot. Orlando is second defensively. $5,600 Chris Paul, I think, looks pretty good. I think $8,800 Steph Curry looks pretty good. I think $4,600 Trace Jackson Davis looks great. Just at, in terms of value, we just don't have it. 28 minutes. Look, he's been 1.26 fantasy points per minute the last 30 days. I'm not even close to that. I have him at 0.9, and he still looks like a good value. So I think we're going to be getting to Trace Jackson Davis as a bit of a value. I think Kaminga's fine for 5K as well. Really like the Golden State side here. Did not expect to see that. You could even roll the dice on like a Wiggins or a Pajemski. Who here thought that Brandon Pajemski would be more than $1,000 more expensive than Andrew Wiggins at some point in time this year? 6K for Pajemski, 4900 for Andrew Wiggins. Let's go ahead and get to that final game. The most disgusting of all. And it's extra special disgusting because they're on the back-to-back. But the Charlotte Hornets are 16.5-point underdogs in Sacramento. 231 total. Uh, we had no Terry Rozier last night. And the expectation is that we'll have no Terry Rozier again today. Uh, Ish Smith started, played a ton of minutes. I think we assume that's going to happen again. I played a ton of Nick Smith last night. He played 19 minutes. That was unfortunate. Uh, I am going to re-project this entire rotation just to make my life a little easier. So we can straight away go to 30 minutes for Nick Richards. P.J. Washington gets the backup run. And then... Wouldn't have been surprised if P.J. Washington closed. I'm going to go to 28. We're going to get Ish starting again. I will happily go to 29. Um. Oh, wait, did they? So Nick Smith was Ish Smith's direct backup. Not how I projected that yesterday, that's for sure. 
if I would have, I wouldn't have had that much. But I ended up having a lot. All right, for the rest of these guys, we're going to go Bryce McGowan's got the start, played 24 minutes. Seems like that's about the most they're going to get out of Bryce McGowan's. So let's go 23 to McGowan's. And then I can get Brandon Miller to 31. Um... We can get Miles Bridges in for 36. We'll get Cody Martin. He played 25. That seems like about what they're trying to do for him. And then they split the rest of it. Mensa saw a rotation in the second quarter. And that was basically it. So he played about 12, actually. And then I'm just going to hide a couple on to JT Thor and Book Knight. Gross. Sacramento, not on the back-to-back. -back. Uh, no injury report whatsoever. So, looks pretty easy to manage here for Sacramento. We saw Chris Duarte play 26 minutes again. Uh, I don't know why Harrison Barnes is playing less. Take a look at that most recent tackle. No, they yeah, they beat the shit out of Memphis. I uh I guess I missed when Chris Duarte started starting. So I guess that makes it look a little bit different. Let's go ahead and get De'Aaron Fox in for 35. We'll get DeMontis Sabonis in for 34. We'll get Alex Len in for the backup center run. We'll get Trey Lyles in for his pretty standard issue 19 minutes. And then we can get the Barnacle of the Bay. He played 20 minutes, but the game was just over. You don't expect that to go away. I don't know. What would we want to say? Like 28 to Barnes? 29 to Barnes? 32 to Keegan Murray. Monk. I don't know, 24. Kevin Herter off the bench played 16. I mean, he's playing like, what, 18 a game? They went to Davion Mitchell now over Keon Ellis. That leaves me 23 minutes for Chris Duarte. Feels... Had light. We'll do it like that. Yeah, somehow I missed the New Year's Eve Kings-Grizzlies game. And by somehow, I mean obviously. All right, for Charlotte. Ishmith 4300 is fine, but doesn't look great. Nick Smith 4K, fine, doesn't look great. Nick Richards is fine at 6K. Bridges is fine at 8,100. They're all just like last guys in. Because the, the environment is terrible. 107.5 implied total, I think, is the lowest of the day. It's either them or Chicago. I like $9,600 Fox. But, you know, we know we have Tatum in that range. 
We've got Ja in that range, Maxi in that range, uh, SGA in that range. So it's not like there's not a lot of guards available in that area. But Fox first, Sabonis next, Keegan Murray third. Let's run some crunches, folks. I want to get a look at what this slate is because it feels really hard, which I like. But we didn't really hit a lot of no doubt about it type value. So let's see what we have now for today. Optimal lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. Hit the like button. It is time to break this one down. We have Optimal on DraftKings. 268.5. This is the Optimal by five-tenths of a point. Ish Smith, Steph Curry, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, Bismack Biombo, Chris Paul, Franz Wagner, Trace Jackson Davis. Now that all makes sense to me. Uh, Chris Paul was in 98% of those 50. Franz in 90. Triple J in 88. Uh, Embiid and Trace Jackson Davis in the 70s. Nick Smith in the 60s. I expect this to be relatively flat. And I really expect to see some of that crappy value climb to the top. Which will not be how I'm playing this slate, but... Very comparable at the top. It, it is super flat. In the 30s, Triple J, Franz Wagner, Trace Jackson Davis, Ish Smith, Chris Paul. They're all in the 30s. Nick Smith, Biombo, Kaminga, and Bancaro all in the 20s. As of right now, there are like no standout plays. There's just like a lot of decent plays. If we sort by salary, even the payups, like... I got to 14% Embiid, 11% Shea. Didn't get to as much Tatum, which is really surprising to me, given the position. But not as good of a value, I guess. Morant, Fox, Curry, Bane. I like this. I really like this slate right now. So I assume somebody will get ruled out at 701 and ruin everything that I do. Let's try FanDuel and then let's get out of here. All right, on FanDuel. I'm guessing we get Embiid at center, unless there's just like really wild pricing. Nope, Nick Richards it is. Pretty easily Nick Richards too. Uh, 297.84. This is the optimal by 0.33. Curry and Ish Smith, Nick Smith and Herb Jones, Miles Bridges and DeMar DeRozan, Bancaro, Triple J, and Nick Richards. Ish Smith, Nick Smith, and DeMar DeRozan all showed up in the 90s. Uh, Franz and Nick Richards both in the 70s. Bancaro, Miles Bridges, Triple J, and Steph in the 60s. A little bit of randomness. What do we get? Oh, 
Hornets onslaught season. Ish Smith, Nick Smith, then a big drop off to Triple J, Nick Richards, DeMar DeRozan, Miles Bridges, Cody Martin, Ja Morant, and Franz Wagner. I like this slate a lot. I wish the times of the games were better, but I like how hard this slate is. And we don't, unless they get added, like the Hornets injury report we don't have. We have everything else. The only questionable guys we have today right now are Trey Murphy and Markel Fultz. I like this a lot. And if we don't have a lot of news to come, I think this can be a really fun slate. Guys, we're back. It's 2024. It's good to have the process running again. I'll have prize picks and contenders videos out shortly. I'll have the strategy show at 10. Deeper dive tonight at 5 with Adam. Thank you guys for watching. Don't be afraid to hit that like button on your way out the door. Sign up at Stochastic. Stochastic.com slash join. I will talk to you guys a little bit later. This was the process.